I'm sorry I screamed. Welcome to the Bye Felipe podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Allison Stevenson. And I'm Alexandra Tweeten. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Um, I had a bad day uh, two days ago when my cat spilled water on my computer, oh. but you know, uh, it dried out and we are able to record this episode. We're so. on it right now. So Look it worked out. Love that. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful stuff. Uh, well, that's okay. But what does that have to do with dating, Alexandra? I don't know. It's just, I got really sad that day because the computer. called a random dude and told him to come over and eat you out because you were so upset about your laptop. No, unfortunately, <laughs> I did not oh, okay. do that. I hate, I hate, as a man, I hate getting that call. I always <laughs> know what's up. Just like laptops broken. Let me guess, the laptop. <laughs> It's the, it was at Mittens. <laughs> it was Roberta. She was pissed that I wasn't paying attention to her and, and spilled an entire full giant glass of water all over my laptop. And then I was working on, on my book proposal and it, it wouldn't turn on. And mm-hmm. I had an existential crisis. I was just like, what am I doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's not fun. Definitely These things like, are fucking expensive. Yeah. That's it's, what I hate. Why has it got to be? Why Why are they still expensive? You'd think at this point they'd lower the price. <laughs> I know. But anyway, I don't know. I was just in a terrible, terrible mood. And then I ended up like just crying a lot and mm. then feeling like, everything was kind of hopeless and then um and then I blocked the person that uh I was trying to get over because I was like I just oh okay well this is it was a whole thing it was just like I was in a whole mood and I was just very sad and and I was like ah I just didn't want it because he's still been he was still like looking at my shit online well you might need to give more context so, so this is a person. The person that I was talking to, and then he ended things, and then uh, I unfollowed him a while ago, and I just haven't, I haven't talked to him in over a month, mm. but he still was liking my stuff and like in my stories, and I found myself looking for to see if he saw my stories, and I was like, this is not good, mm-hmm. and so then I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this and like move on with my life, try to forget that it ever happened. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's just so, I mean, I guess it ended on okay terms. Is yeah. What it sounds like. I mean, it's not like he was, it, it was, it's not like he was a, a huge dick to me or anything, but I, I just was like, why am I still like, it's been a month. Yeah. And I still feel like something about it. And I'm just, like, trying to, like, get myself over it. That makes sense. Yeah, do what you got to do. Yeah. If you think ultimately that's I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying new things because normally I would just not do anything and let, let it happen and whatever. I never block people unless mm-hmm. it's trolls. I never – that's not something I normally do. Um, and, like, I let all my exes follow me. I don't care. 
But I was like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to try this and see if it feels better to me because I just am not – I don't usually do it. Does it? Um, I haven't I, – I don't know yet. Okay. Okay. Jury's still out. Yeah. I feel like that'll take a little while because I've, I've done that because – that like you said, you're checking to see if they see your stories. Therefore, you're still thinking about exactly. Them. Where like ten years ago, you could be living in the same town with someone, yeah. dump them, and never see them again. Right. Yeah. And that's like a a healthy way to get over. Yeah. It, yeah. To be constantly like reminded of somebody that it just keeps them there much longer. Yeah. That real in your like, own brain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it almost feels demented to me for that other person to continue to try and interact i know like mm-hmm. if i if i was the dumper or like ended things with someone i wouldn't be like all up on their social media still and like liking things i like, know that feels very icky i know actually well i talked to my guy friend and he and i told him about it and he was like that's an act of emotional violence yes and i was like it is i'm gonna block him <laughs> There you go. And it's kind of like masqueraded in like, oh, I just want to keep things friendly. Yeah. And you're like, well, it's maybe too early for that. Yeah. Like now you're just constantly making me reminded of your existence and how this didn't end well. And how you said you didn't want to be with me. And now I have to think about that every time that I see your stupid ass face. (laughs) But on the flip side, though, like, no, because I do get, I get ultimately it is like, it's. Because sometimes when I do that and Mm -hmm. I have somebody who I'm like, you know, you do this thing where you like want them to see your stories. Mm -hmm. You want them to see. I did that. I did that for the last month. Right. And And uh, now I'm just like, you know what? If he wants to reach out, he can still text me. True. If he wants to. But there's something that to me is like, and it's a two, you know, it's a two sided thing where on one half it's like, okay, no, clearly you're still not over this person, even if you're like acting like it. Mm-hmm. But the other half, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of nice to show them that you're living your life and still being, you know, yeah, fine. Like, you're not fucking that's, yeah. miserable. That's, that's good if it's happening organically. But the second you're thinking, right. yeah. I should make sure my life looks good, yeah. so that, right. then you're on the wrong path. That's yeah. the difference right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, and I true, think true. something, there's something energetically, like, people can tell. People can pick up on the vibe. Mm-hmm. I believe that. And... Yeah, it's not cute. Yeah. It's not like an attractive quality when someone is like, oh, I can tell that they're like pretending to be cool or to pretending to be happy when the photo when they're really not you at the beach on the top of a pyramid of like seven hot dudes yeah (laughs) people are gonna think something's up yeah yeah but i didn't block him from by felipe so i don't know maybe he'll listen to this (laughs) i hope he does because we are so happy without you uh we're not even thinking about you or talking about you yeah it's fine i didn't go to bed crying and wake up crying it's (laughs) Totally chill. Uh, yeah, we're we're getting eaten out as we we speak right now under the the podcast table. It's fine. They're called interns. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, okay, all right. Yeah. So it that seems was like things week. are on the upswing now, though. I hope so. You had that little meltdown. Had a meltdown. Now I think I I don't know. It can only go up from here. Right. 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 <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I think we can move on to the interview portion of the podcast. Yes. I am so excited for this interview. 
Today we have um, Duncan and and his wife Erin Trussell. Um, Duncan's a comedian, and he hosts the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, um, which I was just on, and I got a bunch of messages from every guy that I went to college with, being like, <laughs> "Oh my god, you're on the Duncan Trussell Family yeah. Hour!" <laughs> <laughs> like people you that I'm not. Oh, you man. got him. <laughs> the dudes yeah dudes love podcasts let me tell you especially other dude podcasts yeah they love podcasts hosted by dudes yeah it's true anyway um he has a netflix series the midnight gospel um and he's really funny and i actually i've listened i've been listening to his podcast and it's it's really amazing um but i met duncan and aaron uh in Las Vegas at EDC, and we, we talk about it, and um, I love them both. Anyway, here's the interview. Oh my God, I'm so excited to talk to Duncan and Aaron Trussell today. Welcome to my By Felipe podcast. Thanks for having Hi. us on. Hi. Hello. Um, I wanted to have Aaron and Duncan on the podcast because we met in Las Vegas and <laughs> we all just like hit it off at EDC. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I thought and we were just like we were walking around the casinos and just like talking about stuff. And we had some really good conversations about like relationships and all that stuff. So I just wanted to like bring it to the podcast because I think more people should hear it cool <laughs> um, I mean, to hear that you met at EDC it's like I've never been more like wow that sucks and wow that rules at the same time yeah I wonder <laughs> how many guests you just lost like people yeah, like, oh, were, they go to I met these people at EDC like okay I'll skip to the next episode yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it, EDC is like extremely obnoxious yeah yeah yeah, how, how if you if you had to define that obnoxiousness, how would you define it? Um, uh, it's just constant, never-ending noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like overwhelming, and you have to wear earplugs, and you can't talk to anyone. But <laughs> but we, you want to because you're yeah. on drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we were yeah. like, we just like send each other like in the notes app. We'd have to like send each yeah, other hype. messages. Yeah. yeah, it's like someone's like, "How do we create a situation where a <laughs> lot of people are on drugs that make you want to talk, but they can't?" Yeah, well, <laughs> it honestly felt like something I was getting, having to get through and like work through. Same. It was like, like from beginning to end. It was an ordeal. Like, yeah, it was it like was a I, really. I don't know if I can do this another day. Okay, no, we got to push through. <laughs> We tapped out. The, tapped the out. two parents yeah. were like, no fucking nope. way. We were I up till. Yeah. I'm not even a parent. I'm not even married. And I'm like, if I'm not in bed by like 11, I'm like ruined the next day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. it actually, when we were in the line to get in, I was like, we don't have like, we're, this is it, right? We're not going <laughs> to like making sure he was like on my vibe. That this was not gonna happen again the following night. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Oh no, oh no." <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, it was reassuring in that we both like disliked it. 
equally yeah. as much. I I, yeah. well, I must say that that was bonding. I I did I yeah. like the sulfuric element to it. I like the kind of like hyper materialist, uh, like uh, sort of uh, idea that if if there's enough sensory stimuli blasting into you happiness can be achieved <laughs> you know yeah. and, and seeing that, that experiment does sound cool yeah, yeah that's cool that's cool because you're. but you're it's like why does the music have to be so shitty <laughs> well you know to, to like the what I, I in my I, opinion i mean i am wearing an aerosmith shirt so what do i know but <laughs> well listen here's I've the thing the- everyone loves that kind of music i i think you might be the only person on earth who thinks that music isn't good i think <laughs> everyone loves it no they love it it's, sure, no, it's sure. amazing but, i've been teasing you about the chain smokers since we met yes oh my like, god like i would when we were dating i would put it on like on his um alexa and uh-huh. just I don't know why I just would always like put it on to fuck with him. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I had he, never heard the Chainsmokers till we you were have, at ABC. but you just yeah. didn't know. That's true. Yeah, I just didn't know. it's like top forty, but you yeah. you just didn't know what it like. But <laughs> they are like very yeah. popular. Yeah, yeah. I, somehow, like I missed the whole Chainsmoker thing. Like I, I not I, really. I know they exist. I would. I've mm-hmm. seen them, and you've tortured me with yeah (laughs) like that song it's like um baby hold me closer in the back seat of your rover okay like he hates that so much (laughs) yeah Uh, it is horrible it is horrible and that they were the headliner (laughs) the first night yeah that's what i'm saying like it'd be cool if there was like yeah it Mm. just it'd be cool if there was an experience like edc but like the music was like jazz or something <laughs> no yeah. that's worse somehow i think yeah. no. jazz jazz yeah. i don't know i don't know i i listen we're on the same page you hate okay. the saxophone i don't like the fucking saxophone but if i was on like a shit ton of ketamine you... in some place but it was jazz coming out of those no. massive speakers i would be i would love that hey it's called an opium den by the way what you're looking for is an opium den yeah, we should just bring back opium dens. Yes, <laughs> we should. Well, I, mean, I think that's what those things are trying to be. It's just they don't want to admit necessarily yeah, what, what it I is. Guess. You know, which yeah. is like, come on, we were enjoying drugs here. We want some kind of sensory experience, but also you're forgetting the social part of it. That being said, what wasn't there silent places that you could go to there that I we just didn't know about? Wasn't there like little rooms of quiet I didn't or I didn't find those I'm sure there are it was it's so huge yeah but, yeah but anyway let's let's <laughs> go let's get back to about EDC to the relationship topic which is what this podcast is kind yeah. of about okay um, but um I just like to hang out with couples who like are I feel like have a good relationship with each other and I like to um like have that as an example of like what's possible and um, how did you do it hanging out with you guys like gave me that (laughs) and so um I just want to like how let our listeners know like how you met and uh what your like your history is (laughs) yeah give us the backstory (laughs) first and then we'll go from there he was living in New York um in a like another relationship and as soon as he broke up with his girlfriend and moved back to LA we immediately met 
like right away because we had mutual friends, like very close mutual friends. So our, our meeting was entirely inevitable. Yeah. And us getting together was also entirely inevitable. Yep. Um, but we just met at a comedy show one night. And I was in front of all my friends and actually like two of my ex-boyfriends were there. And it, it was really weird in that way. The night <laughs> I met you. I, I remember you telling me that. And Duncan left early, which now I just recognize as the personality trait of him, like not wanting to be like at a social thing too long. But at the time I thought it mysterious why you would leave so <laughs> early. Social anxiety. <laughs> Mysterious. Like, you, like you were talking and vibing and then you just left yeah basically <laughs> you know that and like with everyone talking with everyone and then um actually i thought he was hitting on another girl that my friend was also hitting on and i guess you were i mean i was i was talking to a girl yeah and she was like that's you know you know our other friend is like interested in her i thought it was cool <laughs> Honestly, she was kind of right. Like there, there was some truth in your critique of, of it. I mean, yeah. I wasn't being like, I don't think I was being a weirdo or anything. No, you weren't happened. being a weirdo. But um, <laughs> also you, that was you. I, I felt like you, that was you beginning to flirt with me. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was chastising him. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's always a okay. good strategy. Like a bit of a, I was like nagging yeah. him a little bit. You nagged me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here, let oh me ask God. you this. Cause nagging is like a thing that, I guess people like it does work. It like pe like I don't know. I would think not, but then I hear here's what I think. Men think it works on women, but I think it's actually the other way around. I think yeah, it I works think better so. on men. I but think it's used so. as a tactic for straight men to hit on women. And yeah. women hate that shit and we know I exactly it. what it is and we know right away what it is. Yeah, also, it's yeah. so obvious. My understanding of negging is it's more like some kind of crass, like edge lordy thing you say to someone that just sucks, and mm -hmm. then yeah, I wasn't really doing that. No, it just felt like you. But were, I was like chastising you a little bit. I don't yeah. like. Be, I don't want to be negged. I don't like being negged. And if you feel like, <laughs> like no, I wasn't like, hey, you're fucking ugly. Look at your hideous <laughs> fucking beard. <laughs> I your, think your teeth suck. No, I was like what, flirting. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I was like, like, yeah, flirtily. I was like, yeah, why are you talking yeah. to her or whatever? Yeah. Okay. And then he got up to leave and I was like, and I did a power move, which is in front of all my friends, including my ex-boyfriends. I was like, I'll walk you to your Uber. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I did a, pa a real power move in front of everyone. Like, but we had just been having the best conversation. Like, we've been having this wonderful... What were we talking about? I don't remember. Ah. I just remember it was good. <laughs> yeah. And, and then and it was just... It was and then nice. I asked to walk you to yeah. your Uber, and you said yes. And then when we got out there, you asked if you could kiss me. Damn, before he got really? in his Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I said yes. It was kind of funny because we both asked for I like asked for consent to walk him to his Uber and then he asked for consent to kiss me. It That's was like cute. there was something really formal about it. Yeah. And That's then. Really cute. Yeah, it was super cute. And then I neither of us asked for each other's number and he just got in the Uber and drove off. Oh, my God. He had to find me. 
Wow. Yeah. Cinderella-esque. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, we had literally, my, the cl- our closest friends were great friends. Like, my best friend had been friends with him for, like, 20 years. Yeah. So it was, okay. like, not super hard to find me, you know? Yeah. But still... So then, yeah. how did how did he? So then, Duncan, you reached out or like hired a pri- I hired a private investigator <laughs> yeah. to follow me. <laughs> he, he like you know got pictures and everything and like found her address and stuff and then we went on an oyster date at L and E Oyster mm-hmm. Bar in Silver Lake. Yep, and um, it was a good date. He read me a poem that made me cry. Oh my but, gosh! Yeah, but tell them why. You say. Well, because we're both from like the we're, we're like I grew up in a, a place called St. Simon's Island. I was born. I didn't grow up there. I wish I spent more time there. We're both yeah. from from like coastal, coastal Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. And so this poem is sort of like an ode and knowing that that she was from there. I just found it on, on the phone and, and read it to her uh, because it was, it was something that means a lot to people who are there. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, then she, when she started crying, that's when I was like, oh, that's when the ancestor but he was <laughs> Yes, yeah. but he was very caught up in his previous relationship still. Like, still, yeah. like, yeah. it, it was long? over, but. Yeah, we were, I was still working through that because it, it was a long Oh, yeah, I remember. So that night I went back to the place. I have dated two guys that stayed at this house, okay? Hold on. May I just say this really quick? Before you say what you're going to say, and before we go into too much detail, there's another person involved here who's not here. Right. Who deserves privacy. No, and I won't you say know anything I mean? specific. So it's just like I don't want to like. Mm-hmm. No, I, we're not going to go okay, into okay, specifics. Okay, okay, cool. But I do want to say, because this is like very L.A. dating, yeah. you know, like we went back and I was really into him and he, you told me you were probably going to get back with him. I thought we might. And, yeah. you know, I was wow. still entertaining that idea, sort of. And also, I think I was kind of, um, you know, doing the thing people do when they're trying to deal, with, deal with loss. Breaking and you, up. Your neurons yeah. are still configured according it's to... It's a grieving process. And yeah. you go yeah. through all the stages, yeah. not in any order. I just think it's worth... fresh? Yeah, it was pretty yeah. fresh. And I just think it's worth mentioning because it's like... You know, that's real life. Like things, yeah. are, it's not always a clean break. It's not always. I was like thinking to myself, oh God, like, because how many fucking this dates do you flag. go on yeah. in LA and you think yeah. someone is so fucking great and then they're yeah. like, they tell you about I their just ex. just got out of a relationship. And you're oh. like, oh, and then I, but you know what? I was so hardened to like dating in LA by that point that I was mm-hmm. just like, um, okay, like I wasn't, it seemed normal to me at yeah. that point. So and that is like that. It's kind of normal. Run into that on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, right? you know, so, and if you think about it, that makes sense, right? Because yeah, it's real life. You definitely don't want to run into someone who's like, "I'm in a relationship," who you've just been making out with. That's a real red flag. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna run into someone, you either want it to be someone who's like, "I just got out of a relationship," <laughs> or "I haven't been dating for a while." But yeah, yeah. You know, the but other option is someone who's like cheating on somebody, yeah. and then mm-hmm. you're super fucked if you start a relationship with someone who's cheating you're doomed so then after that i went home for a while or whatever and then uh, because it was over the holidays and then i came back and we kind of decided to like we were going to try to assume like more of a friend vibe yeah from then on because of that you were figuring all that out yep so 
Yeah. Wow. So that you, was like the and intro. we're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> with kids. Yeah. <laughs> friends with kids. It's like mm-hmm. the total opposite of friends with benefits. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, okay, let me ask you because we run into a lot like when we get asked by listeners and things like that like advice when it's like a situation like this yeah we are we tend to say something to the effect of like that don't stop talking to him <laughs> uh, you know yeah. what i mean well, I don't have like a very standard approach. <laughs> and not everyone's going to like this, but um I came at my like previous relationship I was in um, and the one before that, maybe two, um, were open relationships. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I, after having done monogamy, I was like, you know, I just don't think this is for me. Someone introduced me to like open relationship, polyamory style vibes. And that's the place I was coming from when I met Duncan. So um, and that is so comp like there's so much to all that it's not like it's complicated for sure but um at that point the friendship we were pretending to have was like definitely not a friendship <laughs> yeah and it was like that was pretty clear I think early on like but you still weren't like super emotionally invested yet no I was so oh, that's I really was and I was like really falling for him um and I actually though he we at the same time we were also seeing someone to or so we started dating yeah but then we weren't exclusive and i kind of said you know what i think like you need to figure stuff out with your ex like i think it needs to run its course and i basically told myself like i need to let him go and let him figure this out Mm -hmm. um and if it's right he'll just commit to the relationship with me and if it isn't, then we won't. So there was a point where you were still seeing your ex and. Yeah. And with full, sh- she knew too. Everyone yeah. knew. There yeah, was no deception. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Was no, yeah, yeah. No one was being deceived. Like, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, and yeah, like, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was the first time. It was amazing. Actually, I was kind of, I did, I did, like, <laughs> I've never, I'd never tried the open relationship thing at that, at that time. And I had had was completely had no it was wild well letting you guys like explore that i think for her i can't speak for her but i think for her and for him like they were able to sort of like have some kind of a closure at one closure i you know yeah well i mean the whole closure thing of several closures i don't understand like i think (laughs) closure yeah that i think like someone should do a study on that word yeah or like you know the the um like the myth of it or something or like, you know, like in the sense that like you watch a movie, there's closure. It ends the credits roll, but, but that's bullshit. That's not how real life works. Yeah. Yeah. There is outside of like death, I guess, or something like that. You know, it's hard to say. So there is this idea of like, Oh, there's a way to seal something or wrap it up. And like, as though it were an immaterial thing. And yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, but it was hard. It was hard. I would, say like yeah. it definitely wasn't easy for anyone no it wasn't and it but but that being said you know there was a, in in that in the way she was trusting me and like yeah i was the way just trusting him you were letting me t- be honest with you yeah and like that's the th- with polyamory in particular 
to me, that's what I think is, is kind of amazing about when it, when it is, is, as far as I'm concerned, uh, done correctly, it's when there's that level of honesty. And that, yeah, mm -hmm. I think yeah. a lot of, at least my encounters with relationships previously had been, like there's just certain things you don't say. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you maybe you're attracted to someone else and you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that. You, so you're not gonna do anything but you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you kind of like try not to indicate that there is in human beings, whether you like, it's not like you're choosing to be attracted to something, you know, you, but it doesn't make you bad or wrong. Just circling back to like red flags. I just think I had a standard though, for how I, I wanted to be treated and in all of that as like scary and gross as it felt some time to like trust that process to work itself out for however which way it was meant to like um i still was like expecting to be treated a certain way I yeah think. And, and he did that yeah 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 That's so good. yeah and it was like exciting time and fun it's fun but also i think on paper you y'all your advice if you were to create some kind of like <laughs> on paper generalized yeah. this is good advice it is good advice i think <laughs> i i think yeah that, but I there's think, always uh, exceptions and my yeah. approach like i said it's yeah. not really popular not a lot of people are into that mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah but and I how do, long did you guys do this until you decided like okay no i want to be in this it was really short it was only like a few weeks i want to say and then like that was i think really decided that it was like it was really over for you two yeah and then also me and duncan were see starting to see someone together yeah. oh. at the same time it was crazy yeah. we had a lot of stamina <laughs> back then oh my god how long ago was this 2018 or like 20 late 2017 okay okay yeah. yeah yeah so now you guys you guys um like entertain the thruple idea or yeah, or yeah. is that <laughs> or how we do you do entertain that? <laughs> that idea but yeah we entertain the idea but it's you know the reality of you know you learn something when you when you're participating in that kind of relationship one of the like or any kind of relationship really it, you know as hopefully as you evolve as a person you want to like reduce harm as much you know because people yeah you can really like well hurt. yeah we've gotten involved at times where like people wanted more from us than we were able like had the bandwidth yeah to give or people have felt led on because we weren't being like yeah. doing best practice I it's, guess. it's a tremendous yeah. power imbalance it's mm -hmm. like you know you know and you know any like there is healthy seduction. Like when you're dating, mm -hmm. it's a form of seduction, isn't it? Like I like to be seduced. It's, it's, there's something like, there's a, a good form of that. And so if like two people are coming on to you or something like that, just that alone, that's a big, that's a power imbalance. And, and mm -hmm. within that, if you aren't, if you don't like, you, there's ground rules. This is to me like what sucks about it is it's like it ends yeah, up being like, a shit ton of it meetings. can be really unsexy in that yeah. way yeah a lot yeah. of conversations mm -hmm. about you know yeah. every little boundary the minutia little, yeah. yeah the sex I mean, always even dating one person can be like super yeah a yes lot, you know? the sex becomes like a minor part of it yeah yeah for real mm -hmm. yeah i could like see that. don't yeah. you think absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> you, like this is like 
you know, I think one of the uh, one of the many like rotten things pornography does to people is maybe you see like a threesome. And, you know, obviously these are actors or sex workers. But in reality, if you could see the number of like meetings that probably preceded that threesome, <laughs> if you understood the amount yeah. of heart to heart conversations yeah. that probably had. And I think well, that's the difference threesomes. between there's one op there's threesomes and then there's like. I think what we do is a little more than that. Well, right. Well, that's a di someone corrected me. Like, okay, that that's a difference between polyamory and swinging. Yeah. Like yeah. swinging like is where we're you not just fuck and swingers yeah. at yeah. all. Like, yeah. The yeah. sex is so like secondary that I feel it's like you definitely can't call us swingers. No, and and but also that like I think that you know get another weird gift that I think pornography has given us. <laughs> Is not it, me is it, you don't she, <laughs> she doesn't watch it. i don't like pornography but the, the, really? one of the one really of the, one of the corrupting <laughs> mechanisms of the damn thing is it produces another horrible illusion which is like so this is what it's about like the physical contact and all of that and yeah. it's true that is delightful and obviously it's incredible and very addictive but all the lead up is the best part. part. It's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. In a Hanging real, out yeah. in a restaurant or going yeah. on a trip with someone. Or, totally. Yeah. That's yeah. the best part. It's like the mental. I mean, that's why, like, there are so many people now who are, like, saying there needs to be more ethical porn being made. Yeah. It's because it's, like, it, well, not only is it very catered to, like, a very specific, like, men want to see this and they want to see the fucking and that's it. Uh but it's just like, yeah, there is so yeah. much more to sex than there's the actual sex part. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, I think it's a reflection of the way people are f like looking at everything in our culture, which is, it's like, you know, people yeah. are always like have a goal in mind. Well, like, you know, this is one mm -hmm. of the things grind culture like is pushing is like, you know, I have a goal. Yeah. The goal becomes the central, yeah. the locus of your life. Like once yeah. you get there, you've done it. But all the lead up to that is almost like a you're supposed to forget about it or grind yeah. your way through it. Yeah. You know, and yeah, and that's, enjoy it. And that's the yeah. like yeah. the like the whole like lesson of like mindfulness is like enjoying the process of yeah. <laughs> like what you're doing in the moment. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, foreplay. Hey, how, foreplay's the best part, usually. How? So how did you... What's foreplay? <laughs> it's just when you kiss. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> um, so how did you guys... How did each of you know that you, like... What was the, the, the thing that you were like, oh, this is, like, I want this to be a real relationship with this person, or, like, it's We real. both just... It was just, like, coming on so strong... It was coming on so strong. I remember one night he sat me down and he was like, he had a really nervous look and he was like, I'm having some big feelings, big feelings. <laughs> yeah. Cause, was like, Cause I was aware of the fact that I was the guy who had just gotten out of, I was yeah. the red flag. I'm this red flag waving in the fucking wind. And here I am having all these like feelings that mm -hmm. are, were, you know, I, like I'd heard cloying friends of mine when you ask them like how did you know or whatever and they're like i just knew i was going to marry this person and <laughs> and i was having that experience and you know as someone who loves psychedelics 
one of the things we do is we always have to parse like, okay, how much of this is because I'm high or how much of this is yeah. because of like some expanded consciousness resulting from some psychedelic. Also, we waited to have sex. That too, yeah. Wow. Oh. How it long? The, four it hours. Felt like, <laughs> it felt like a long time. It felt like a really long four time. Four really long hours. Four, it was an eternity. No, really. It, I, but how long was it? It was a long time. It was like at least two months. Yeah. I don't know. It was oh, a wow. long time. It felt long. And we got tested before we had sex. Yeah. I don't know why. Why? I know why. Because you're <laughs> dating in LA. You fucking better get tested. Are you kidding me? Why? Why? What do you mean? We I, don't know why? I don't know. I know, but it's not like you haven't fucked people breath. off yeah. the street and not care. Like, look, I, I don't know why. Then we both You're decided not like we raw dogging left and right. <laughs> we both decided I was raw dogging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have raw dogged, but <laughs> I don't think I was rampantly. Oh my God! Like, if you could, if there was like a weather report for raw dogging in L.A. <laughs> It would not be a drought. I'll tell you that. It would be yeah. a constant raw dogging storm. <laughs> Cyclone of raw dogging. Yeah. With just like leaving with that, that feeling when you leave after raw dogging, which is like, mm -hmm. oh, Jesus, what did I do? Yeah. I raw dogged. It's not dog. advised. We, so we don't recommend it. So for two months, you guys were just like talking and hanging out as friends. and We like were doing going other on dates, sexually, But not. Right? Oh, Okay. Yeah, we just weren't having we weren't like having intercourse. Intercourse. Okay, but <laughs> look, the, I, but I we we're going on dates. Going on dates. We, we were inseparable. I mean, one of my friends was like, Duncan moved to town, and you guys never separated again. Like, mm -hmm. it was annoying people. <laughs> it was like annoying. Like we were like, it was why it's what joined. You know, I, I, like I before I met her, I was on the phone with my brother and I was saying, uh, I'm never going to reproduce. It's it's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't want to have kids. And then, uh, you know, I met her and like all these fucking cliches that mm. I had really just thought were complete, like mythologized bullshit started happening. He told me one night, like one late night when we were like. I don't know what we were doing, but he was like, I think I want my baby at your breast. <laughs> and it, no one ever said any like wow. it was like that. Like it was very. um, It was just intense. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I can. I, it was like I felt like I just knew and it was mm -hmm. odd. It was just so odd and and um, surreal. And, and you didn't want. Yeah, he was like and you wanted it. You wanted to just go for it. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I mean, and amazing. I did too. Yeah. I, I, uh, I always like thought that that's like what would happen. Like, I, oh, I'm going to meet someone. And then like they, it doesn't matter if they like say that they want kids or not, but like just whatever happens between us. And if there's the connection is good enough, then they will, you know, whatever. But yeah. And that's how I kind of, I mean, I haven't met anyone significant in a long time anyway but um. well that kind of really special love connection that it sounds like you two had what's intriguing to me is not only it wasn't like there right away it seems it kind of yeah. like took some it time blossomed to but i mean it didn't take that long we were married in four months and, oh and, wow and, and but also like I, this is the I feel like we overrest okay thinking back on this timeline I don't think we waited to have sex for two months 
It was. <laughs> it was That's weird. not possible. But it was <laughs> a month, maybe. I, I think something that From is meeting. incredibly important when you're hearing these kinds of stories that do present a, a real like possibility of deception here because yeah it's would, been really you know, it's been hard, hard. and mm -hmm. i tell people i don't recommend marrying someone you met in four months i don't recommend <laughs> like the way we chose to do things because yeah. yeah we had yeah. a beautiful love story and a lot of love for each other but it put us at a disadvantage and like the the start of our family mm -hmm. um because we were getting to know each other you mm -hmm. know and we're getting to know each other when we well you know our son obviously just like wanted to come in when he came in but <laughs> duncan was like you know i'm older i think you should just like get your iud out and he had had testicular cancer and um so i'm thinking like oh i want to be a, i love this person i want to yeah. have kids this would be a great mom i've i'm a i only have one ball so we'll probably be I'm able old, to you're older, you're have, like, we'll be able to raw dog for on, a year at yeah. least without a baby coming. And mm -hmm. I've been on birth control. I was on birth control for like literally 12 years, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. we're just like this. Let's just get the IUD out. We'll just like have free type of sex. And we know we're going to get married sometime soon. And um, so we got engaged and then that whole time we were just like having unprotected non-birth control sex yeah and then procreative sex too procreative. You know, like that's it, what i meant which is <laughs> freaking cool that the best kind of, kind of sex my, i'm addicted to that that kind oh, of yeah. sex that's why it's Are you just going sex. into it now every time you have sex you're like gonna make no baby. because <laughs> we have to take measures since but there were we're like we're kind it's of it's a very specific kind of sex yeah yeah, but you, you know, but and, and with the awareness of you never know, and if it happens, yeah. it does. Well, and, yeah, we, it's always like on the table, I guess. Yeah, but it's not intentional. Yeah. Mm. So how uh, long did it take once two you like weeks. stopped? Two weeks. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And then so Forrest came here. Yeah. So we found out that we were flying to Hawaii to be married, and we found out the morning we of our flight. Wow. To get married, so it was like two days before our wedding. We found out. Wow. Um, which is just like beyond what we could have ever imagined. How fast. Like we could have never imagined it would be that fast. No. So like that was really hard and scary. And I was 24 and, you know, suddenly you had like all these responsibilities yeah. also. And so like for us, like the type of people we are, we're just like fast, fickle, like intense people. I think like our story makes sense. But it definitely didn't make things easy. Fuck no. Yeah. It's, it's still so like, hard. It's so, I, and I feel yeah. like this is like the great disservice. We don't want to romanticize. Yeah, yeah you can't romanticize this. And, yeah. and you know, I know, like, what are you going to, like, we, like, what are we going to put on Instagram? Our worst yeah. fights? Are we going to put, are we going to put us screaming, you crying, <laughs> us, both yeah. of us thinking like, what have we fucking done? No, <laughs> you're not going to put that on Instagram. You put these cool fucking pictures. And, and, and if people aren't careful when they're looking at it, you know, I read yeah. some article by a therapist who went on their client's Instagram and was like, okay. Well, yeah, anytime you see, like, overly couple posts, oh, you're going to yeah. see yeah. a troubled relationship. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, like, totally. guaranteed. Yeah. I know. You have to remind yourself that, like, everything online is not fucking They're real. They're overcompensating. Like, people are, like, they, we, you know, everyone doesn't yeah. put 
yes the, the crying freakouts like <laughs> i mean yeah that, there are couples that i think about sometimes where i'm like oh their their relationship just looks so perfect and then i catch myself saying that and i'm like no it no, can't be that's that they're doing <laughs> no. yeah specifically to well, make I it mean, look that way but there's nothing that would have kept us apart there's nothing that would have kept us from getting married there's mm-hmm. like it was but it's the, willing, the willingness to want to be in it with the other person or want to work on the relationship yes. right that's it. Yeah, and we have common goals at the end of the day. Yeah. Like that, even when we're not getting along and in marriage, like you will not even like your partner at certain yeah. times. Like, what What are your common goals? Well, I, I both, you know, both of us, like we really, we're family people. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we're really enjoying being parents. And we, so we enjoy like a traditional family life and we really enjoy like, well, let me our religious beliefs and oh. our we, I know we, we share a spiritual community mm-hmm. like the Ramdas community oh, okay. uh, you know so we and you know we, we uh, love Jesus yeah yeah so <laughs> so we have like a, a sort of you know but we do have differing like I'm he's like, more Buddhist and I'm more Christian Buddhism's boring no I don't yeah you do it is boring I, Buddhism's boring <laughs> no I don't think it's boring I, I think mean it's, that's kind of the point right yeah. that's like not that's almost a compliment I think it's a little bit harsh <laughs> and a little uh, bit annoying well you look there's a lot of uh, listen, it's calm there's, there's a lot of great critique so like that that form of mysticism there's some crit- there, there's a lot of critique that that I, is interesting I you know I, I love it because it's a it's a systematic it's a method but if when when it when you see the extreme versions of it have you ever seen the razor's edge by bill murray or the the movie the razor's edge that bill murray was in which is this so this is based on a book by somerset mom mom it's a spiritual epic about a dude going to get enlightened and so what it captures is a kind of westernized idea of what spirituality looks like, which is highly patriarchal and very much about a guy essentially, like, essentially becoming disassociated from life. And so that version of enlightenment just looks like Bill Murray, like kind of in a weirdly condescending way, looking at everyone who's, in experience, who's experiencing life and is sort of like pitying them. It's hard almost. to explain it. You really just have to. Yeah, but this is the critique. Watch of, it. Yeah, you have to watch it. But the, the point is like, I, like, you know, with, you have to be careful with any spirituality that has within it an invitation to abandon your responsibilities as a parent. To me, that yeah, is fucked that's up. The, that's yeah. fucked up. And that is not what Buddhism is advising at all. And any Buddhist that I've ever met, uh, especially when it comes to our relationship, they're, and when we're having problems, they generally are saying, try harder. Yeah, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You can do this, and it's really beautiful and sweet. But some people get confused and feel like there's an invitation to, like, yeah. leave your family or something mm. like that. Right. And anyway, that's a different podcast. All yeah, the but I mean, but you guys are on the same page generally. We're on the same page well, generally. Let me let me ask you because this is actually interesting to me, and it's kind of touching on what we talked about earlier in terms of like, you know, before you met. Duncan, you were saying that you did not want kids. No. And you were like, this is something I don't want. No. And then kind of what Alexander was saying, like, oh, that's something that when, because this is something we have to think about now when we're dating, we're in our 30s, and we're trying to meet people, 
who might have similar attitudes. And it seems like, I don't know, I just kind of want to explore how that flip happened and what maybe you would recommend us and people like us to do when approaching this, these same kind of attitudes in men mm. who, you know, like, do we take it for what it is and never yeah. try and see if that opinion can be changed? Yeah. Or because I right now how I've been dating is like, oh, you don't want kids? Okay, well, never mind. Like, Bye. this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, yeah, I, look, I, you know, I, God, I, I think like maybe – I, I, I really wish I'd, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think the answer is so frustrating yeah. in, mm -hmm. in the, that like I, I was. What in you the, flipped necessarily? I, well, you know, again, I'm going to get a little woo woo on you. Yeah, here. please, uh, please like, do. I, I, I think part of being human er, is that we like to imagine we're in control more than we are and that produces a sense of safety and security and and, and as a, i think it's necessary mm -hmm. to survive is to imagine that you're more in control than you actually are and maybe there's bigger things at work in the universe it felt like we were just being swept up into something yeah, yeah. it was like and that's a frustrating response yeah because it's like though it wasn't like there was a plan it was just yeah. like suddenly an updraft or a just caught us in it and, th and now we have these beautiful kids and you know, we're like, but I personally would advise, like if I were in my thirties and was thinking about kids, I wouldn't be dating guys that said they didn't want kids. Personally, I wouldn't, right. I yeah. might yeah, fuck you, them. You were also I, very young too. Yeah, I was, yeah, I wouldn't, um, but I wouldn't like be investing yeah. like tons of time into it if they were like, Oh, never. Yeah. You know what? I do think there's a, a a lot to be said for listening to what people, how the yeah. people are, are describing themselves mm -hmm. and not. And I think there is something really not cool. If someone's describing themselves as I don't want to have kids yeah. to think, <laughs> and then you're I'll, like, I'll you'll change kids. your mind. Right. Well, yeah. but you know what I advise? Like every, like I advise all women to just date older men. <laughs> I do. Like I really do. I think guys in their thirties can be like really fucked up. Like I think guys in their when mm -hmm. I was dating guys in their thirties, like I was having a lot of problems. Like yeah. I think I, I have went, had problems. I mean, I've had problems with all ages, but like yeah, usually when I meet an older guy, I'm like, Why are you single? Like what's wrong with you? Like why are Yeah. <laughs> you there must be something off <laughs> like yeah i there, mean and there probably is there's yeah. some yeah <laughs> but but i you know i think but i do think after 40 like men are just a little i think they're better but there was something off with me i don't know i, I mean i i really think there was something it, like yeah there's I, something off with you i think that, <laughs> and i i think part of like you know being compassionate is is like yes something is off and and probably you know because uh, yeah he it, how do we get things he was he was super he was super like I said the relationship thing there you go like you I could have just walked because of that he was also like deeply involved with his grief my from mom, his had, mom died. had died I had fucking cancer yeah you know what I mean like I was like and I and most importantly I wasn't addressing it. Like I was, I wasn't in therapy. I wasn't doing mm. the, the things that people had advised that I do. So, like, I think, like, you know. Uh, but I just want to say really quick. Ultimately, like Duncan promised me, I saw like issues and like I saw things 
coming up with him. Um, but I was not like perfect either, you know. So yeah. yeah. And Duncan like promised me some things that sounded really good to me and have worked out really well for me. And you know, yeah. so like there was an exchange there. Yeah. With that and I promised her good fortune for her soul. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. He promised me he would take care of me for the rest of his life and that I would never have to worry about things again. And I meant it. That I wasn't know. bullshit. You know, I meant it. The deal. I'm, you know, there's no way like there's no way I'm going to like that. I'm going to reproduce. And I was and not looking for that. I just want to say I was not looking for that. Right. I was like living alone in L.A. Yeah, I was like fucking like living. I had a good job, though, and um, I had my own apartment. But, you know, there were nights where. You know, there were times where I'd go to Bank of America and, like, purposefully overdraft my account at the ATM. I don't know I if any of you that. guys have ever done that, but, um, <laughs> like... You look at your overdraft limit as some kind of credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just yeah, pay But anyway, that way it wasn't, like, my intention at all, but, you know, there were, like... I don't know. There was, like, things I took on with the good and the bad and mm. things he took on with me too and nothing's a fairy tale and everything's mm -hmm. work and everyone mm -hmm. is like fucking grieving and probably yeah. fucked up on some mm -hmm. level but i'm totally a, a better i mean i'm a better person now because of all of our all the places that our gears or mm -hmm. have or grinding and and like yeah and and that is yeah. like something when we Ramdas you know married us and that was one of the things wow. in the ceremony that he talked about is like the, the triangle yeah and that yeah. this is your spiritual path now and it's like mm -hmm. yeah. as you grow together you'll like grow it, closer to God like a mountain yeah so mm -hmm. like it's the and it and that's what it does it's like yeah you know that's what it that's what a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's the a real relationship. Yeah, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, a marriage like mo above all, marriage is an agreement to stay together and yeah. Yeah. to. That's the thing that's that you it. both have the agreement of like okay, but we both work on the relationship, yeah. and you yeah. both you both have I'm assuming you both have like a growth mindset of like yes, I'm looking at myself and I can see I can admit when I'm wrong and like yeah. yeah. I was going to say, too, it sounds to me like even from the beginning, you both made active choices to p pursue, like power through the bumps in the road. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we yeah. had to because there was a lot of fucking yeah. bumps, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when <laughs> a you both, lot like, of fucking bumps. bumps. Yeah. But when you, you both know, are equally on board to like power through that instead, yeah. of, you know, bow out. Or be like, yeah. Like it sounds yeah. to me like that worked out. Yeah. 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 We've been through a lot together. Yes. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. But this is, I mean, I think like, you know. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I just want to highlight. So now like saying all that and I haven't even like mentioned all of, like you can just imagine in a life like what two people would go through together. Now imagine like fucking dating us. <laughs> like it's not. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's like not that. Are you, are you still doing that or is it kind of we're always open to it yeah. yeah yeah we're always open to it it's fucking hard when you move to appalachia kind of like during fucks a, things yeah. up a little during bit a pandemic Being, with kids you guys yeah. like, moved to north carolina which we regret 
but yeah, we're moving back. <laughs> They're okay. moving back to L.A. and I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a lot easier to find people in L.A. That's for damn sure. It's, uh, yeah, it's not like a primary focus, but it's fun to talk about. It's fun to talk <laughs> about, but it's like when you like just us having sex or just us. Like you have to schedule when you're married with kids and you're like, you got to schedule oh, yeah. sex. Oh, yeah. It's like it, or like date. You know, last night we managed to go on a date, but there's a lot. It's like yeah. you got to get like a babysitter and make sure that like there's a lot of more that goes into it but uh, yeah we're always open we're d- definitely open to it it's just you know making that figuring out a way i'm old <laughs> i'm like it's so it's a lot of energy to do but it would be yeah, fun. you is. know when it works it's wonderful it's really magical yeah it's pretty great yeah when it yeah. works i feel like yeah, there's like a works. magical formula that needs to happen that's hard to find even yeah. like just two person dating. So just, yeah, you just don't like, you don't want to like do no harm. That's the, that's mm-hmm. the thing I've yeah. learned is like, yeah, that's some problems. Just like, I think we touched on that, that we've had in the past. I just feel like we hurt people and like, that wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. But you learned from it and try yeah. not to do yeah. that. Yeah. Again. Honesty yes. being open and you know, yeah. yeah, like we said about it, conversations, lots of conversations. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. That's great. I, we <laughs> yeah. just covered so much. I know. Oh, that the other thing lot. that like we we talked about, I think when before, but like, what what do you think is the the reason that people should have kids? Because I think because they want to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's the primary reason. Yeah. And that's yeah. the only reason. Only reason. Yeah, because um, we talked about how, like, people have kids because they think, like, oh, it's going to make me a better person or, like, I can big or, or I can, like, <laughs> I can make this person into, like, the mini me version oh. of me or, like, even oh. worse you know? mistakes. Fuck that. That's yeah. God. It's yeah. Like a mini you who slaps you in your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you have kids because you want to have kids. It's yeah. yeah, that's it. No other reason to have kids. Every other reason is crazy. Yeah, you have kids. Cause I want- mean, we have like religion. I have like a religious like tie into it. Like I have like I feel called to like breed at this time in my life, <laughs> like extremely called. But, you know. Yeah, I don't think that's necessary either. I just think you have to like want children. And both and- of you, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Both of you don't right. don't yeah. do not succumb to reproductive pressure from mm-hmm. your partner. If you are feeling that you don't want to have kids, no matter how uncomfortable and, and, and potentially disastrous for the relationship that might be, don't fucking do it. You yeah. both need to yeah. be harmonized in that way. Or, or it, it's trouble. It's trouble. We both wanted to have kids. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and, our, this, and so the story that our kids get to hear is we tried to have you. We can tell them, well, yeah. not that you're going to want to hear that from your parents, but <laughs> we know where they were conceived, you yeah. know? And so, so I, so I think if you don't want to, if like, you know, I, if you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. It's cruel. Well, it's disastrous. Yeah, yeah, totally agreed. A thousand percent. I guess my question is, and this is just me asking personally is like, I'm so indecisive. Like, I don't know. Like, I truly mm. have no, 
like I'm very one way or the other yeah I really like there's no desire right now but I'm worried I would regret it if I didn't do it like that kind of would you say that having that kind of attitude is like like it's probably leading toward no or (laughs) (laughs) only you can answer Uh, that I feel like nobody regrets the children they have I don't know though like I just feel like if you think you might want to do it and you feel like you might regret it, you should definitely like look into that heavily because I do think like that's like on someone's deathbed. I don't feel like they're like, I just really regret Josephine, my beloved daughter, (laughs) (laughs) but they might think of like the children they never got to hold or have. Yeah. Well, did you watch that episode of succession? (laughs) The last one? Well, the one where the mom was like, I should have oh, never yeah. had kids. <laughs> yeah, I should have had dogs. Yeah. It, that and, was great. And that, you know, that that does happen. And and yeah, it does, yeah. but also this, you know. But it, it but I will say like please like as a woman like be willing to give up your identity, your body, your everything. Like be willing and ready to do that because it will like obliterate you on every level. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you need to be ready to surrender to that. Or you're yeah. going to be really miserable. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's it's real. I just, like, let it go. No, that's what I would like to hear more about motherhood. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it totally obliterates your identity. So, wow. I'm give, I mean, and you have to, like, forge ahead with a new one. And I think, like, the people who really grieve, like, their maidenhood the most are just people who like you know are trying to like hold on to that like single like self that freedom that mm-hmm. like autonomy and mm-hmm. you know it's just gone yeah and i think like if you can accept that it's a much better time yeah for you yeah i i <laughs> i have felt called to like i just feel like i would like children i feel like i would be a good mom um, and I've, I've kind of always had this inkling feeling like ever since I was younger and I'm, but I'm just so single, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but like my mom, my mom like had me when she was 30 and she was, she was like, Oh, I did all of my partying. I got it out of yeah. the way. I did all the crazy stuff. And then like, once I had you, like I had no urge to even. Yeah. And I was only 24. Five when my first son was mm-hmm. born, but I just like I felt like I did. I had traveled yeah. like I, I'm not I saying feel. I won't travel yeah, now. Yeah. I'm just saying, and I do travel now, um, but it's different, obviously. Yeah. But I felt like every opportunity I had, like I said yes to. I traveled. I partied. Like I just didn't feel like, um, like I just don't feel like I'm, I've missed out. I don't yeah. have that. And that's also like a really fucked up thing to put on your kids. Yeah. Oh, right. God. Yeah. And yeah, we run into it a lot. And it's why we have like trouble like making parent friends because we run oh. into like a lot of people who seem to like just really resent the fact that they had children. And like we hate that. Martyred yeah. breeders. We call them but- martyred breeders. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, they. it's like you decided to have a kid. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. like, you know what where children 
come from yeah. yeah and you proceeded with a pregnancy like did yeah. you think you would sit around like writing poems and reading books and like fucking getting yeah. a lot of sleep blowing rails of <laughs> ketamine non-stop <laughs> yeah. you know which you know whatever the fuck it was you like thought, going out and like party or all that right. stuff it's no you you it's the forge of life and it's like if you want to participate in something like that then you know everything's got a price mm -hmm. and you yeah. have to let you have to let go of some things yeah. but you don't have to completely let go of them mm -hmm. we met at edc yeah. it wasn't like we were being like fucking puritans there that's, you know what i mean no, that's yeah. the thing that i appreciate you guys is that like you have you were talking to me about how like oh we have our own lives and our children have our own lives and like we go and we go on vacations yeah and it's okay it's and we okay it's not popular happy. it's yeah. not popular to do so mm -hmm. the moms these days they have the kids in the bed they have the kids in bed with them and they fuck their husbands with their kids in bed with them and oh, they oh don't ever leave they don't ever travel they don't hardly ever get a, a sitter and i'm talking about even people with like the the, the funds to do it like just don't mm -hmm. and that's popular right now so like i definitely get like side-eyed from mom friends because like i think for us we went on the first like little weekend trip went up to Palm Springs when he was like three and a half months old. And I just left milk and I pumped for him while we were gone. Just and I left, left him alone in the house with my mom and <laughs> for himself. But I'm just saying like, you know, that's not popular, but it's what we do. And we try not to make the kids like yeah. the center of the universe. Cause yeah. that's, rea you know? that's rea I think a lot of people who, whose parents neglected them become reactionary and so yeah, yeah, in yeah. That, and so, so then, they're just like, I'll be the best parent of all time and you will never, never feel alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because now you're trying to fix yourself. But like this is, by the way, this is what I love about like therapy. And this is what I've begun to realize is, you know, with Forrest, uh, like I was for the, you know, I was projecting onto him. Yeah, your childhood stuff. Yeah. And mm. so, I, you know, I was like, look, like, you know, anything that, in, that reminded me of stuff that I had experienced, uh, <laughs> you know, I felt like he was suffering from that. When, yeah. And so you end up, it's, you know, this is something Ramdas says is uh, soul, not role. And so you can accidentally start assigning roles to your children or your partner, which is a very common thing that people do, yeah. where suddenly your partner becomes the person who hurt you the most in your life. And mm. Then you're getting in an argument you're, you're making your partner essentially in, in a completely non-consensual form of BDSM become <laughs> like role play your fucking whoever yeah. hurt you. Yeah. And and now you're in there. You're like, they're looking at you like, what the, like, what the fuck? And you're in an argument with someone who's not even here anymore. You know? And <laughs> right. So, so this is something I think in parenting, cause you love them so much. Yeah. But the last thing you would want is for them to suffer what you suffered mm -hmm. and they're not. They're right. new people with mm -hmm. new lives and new experiences. And you know, that, that you, that you don't have to saddle them with all of that shit. They're generally pretty happy. And if, you know, I think we have some pretty like Forrest is this wonderful. Our kids are interesting. Yeah. In, yeah. Independent, <laughs> sweet being, you know, so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That was all very useful. Thank you for saying all that. You're welcome. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly of all of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and might, might I add just to your indecision, the indecisiveness thing? Yeah. I am indecisive. And I yeah. like, and I think that's another myth is this 
Non- We're both extremely fickle. Fickle. And the idea that you you're that you're a totality that will always have a sort of singular mode yeah. is crazy. It's like, you know, yeah. the, the, I think, you know, in like the idea that you're always going to want to be where you're at. Or, mm-hmm. It's crazy. Sometimes yeah. you, that's not the case. Like you have to let understand that, you know, so you're in indecisiveness. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think it means one thing or the other. It's just sometimes totally. it seems nuts. Like sometimes like I don't want to have fucking kids. And yeah. sometimes yeah. you might. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's a lot of like, not knowing what it is I truly want versus what I think is expected of me. You yeah. Know? And it's, uh, it, yeah. unfortunately it's like parenting is seen as this thing. That's like the next step. If you're like doing well in life, you know what I mean? Which is why I think you have so many of these parent friends who are like, what the fuck did I do? Cause maybe they never really wanted to be parents. Yeah. But just felt like that was something they needed to do. Right. And also, you know? As a parent, you are allowed and will go, what the fuck mm. did I do? Yeah. Because yeah. I like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine uh, someone through their entire like life as a parent, not at some point, like having like the obvious <laughs> recognition of like, things were easier before mm-hmm. this, yeah. Yeah. you know? And you're allowed to think, what the fuck did I yeah. do? And you're allowed to like be in that place. Cause that's normal. It's just like, yeah. But, you know, underneath it all is an abiding, intense, undeniable, like, love for your kids. Yeah. For your and it's fun. And it's fucking fun. <laughs> and yeah. Cool. It's I, fun. I, to that point, too, is I, I came across recently or a while ago, somewhere on the internet, but, like, this concept of, like, um, apparently people are not good at um, thinking in the future of, like, how they will feel about something. So like you can't, it's really hard to imagine how you will feel about some big decision because we don't take into account like, oh, well, I'll just grow into that person. You know, it's like, like I am not there yet, but like human brains, it's like really hard for us to conceptualize like, oh, if I am a parent in the future, what, how will that make me feel? Like we're not good at like. Yeah, because sometimes the thing happens and you're like, oh, this is totally different than I thought it would be. And like, you know, making the decision on like how you think you will feel, which I fall into that trap a lot. Yeah. Um, But it's important to like think about, well, I have done a lot of other things that I wasn't prepared for and I learned how to do it. And Yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, I think like keeping that in mind when you're making a big decision. Oh God, you can't For imagine. Sure. How could you imagine what it was like? Uh, there's no way there's it's yeah. How could you, uh, there's no way I could have possibly known what yeah. it was like. You hear all the bullshit that the saccharine fucking parents like us are always belching out about how it's the greatest love they ever experienced. <laughs> or it's like your heart's outside your chest yeah. and they show you the pictures and you're like you just feign interest and you're, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean but you what you, yeah you what can't. is it what is it like when you first discover that you're going to be a parent scary probably i don't know it was joyous though for us yeah too. Well, it's you, you were kind of you wanted it to yeah. happen we it very much so wanted soon. it i mean i was like hands on my knees like praying to god like please let me have a baby like when we were trying for our first mm. and our second. Yeah. You, 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 <laughs> but 
it's still scary. And then you know you do all these fucking scans. Oh god, the fucking They're scary. scans. That was yeah. that was like one of the ways having kids healed me is because when you get cancer, you get these fucking scans yeah. where you're waiting for a phone call that's going to tell you if, how long you have to live, mm -hmm. and you have to sit and wait. It's like waiting for like a reverse prison sentence or yeah. something, and you just stare at your phone and unknown num. All these fucking spam callers. No one knows how much they're torturing people who have cancer because you think it's like, oh my god, it's the lab. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. not. So like it's, it's somebody lab. trying to sell you fucking car insurance, but <laughs> with, uh, with when you when you, you you know when you're pregnant, you have to get like you know an array of tests. Maybe we did too many tests to be honest. We uh, you think we over tested? <laughs> yeah, we over tested. Blood lakes. Both times. You hear these words like, well, there's a blood lake. She had a blood lake. Tell them about the blood. It wasn't wow. anything. It wasn't anything. It sounds like something out of Dante's it's Inferno. It's just something it they saw in the placenta, and it literally oh. had no effect on the pregnancy whatsoever. And he just like laughed. It just sounds scary. He just like couldn't let it go. <laughs> he still talks about the it. The person you love when you got years. pregnant as a fucking it's blood been lake. <laughs> it's totally benign. It's just like a little. Yeah, it sounds benign. It oh, sounds like a, a horror movie. Blood like a, like a metal album. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a horror movie. Blood yeah. lake. Yeah, I mean all the physical <laughs> sides of it too are another whole other thing. Oh right. my god, the scans, the calls, the like all that stuff, but Yeah, but we did it better the next time. The next time we did it better. Yeah. We, we learned. Yeah. And next we time I'm going to do even it. less probably. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> wow. Well, I know you guys have a hard out, but uh, is there anything else that you want to ask or like or any any advice that you can give to our our any last words of wisdom before we sign about up? marriage or relationships? Anything. Aaron, you go. No, that. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like red. You know, I think it's OK to give people a chance. Yeah, I mean, look, we're I don't, all walking red flags. Oh, yeah, God, we are all fucked up, man. So and, true. And, yeah. like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know about dating. And I, I've, I got <laughs> lucky. You know, I knew enough when I met you that I wanted to marry you. And I knew that. I mean, and that's, that was from a lot of dates. That's intangible. And I don't I, I mean, I, 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 I do believe but that wasn't like instant. No, was it? I know it, it changed pretty quick. It, it was quick. But like, again, it's like we got to stop imagining we're a, that, 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 that we're singular beings that we're, we're more yes. of like a hive of identities than, mm -hmm. than anything. And like, hopefully the person you're with, you know, when, when I was talking to one of my spiritual teachers and telling him uh, that I was, I had fallen in love and that, and I was wanted him to conduct the ceremony. He, he told us to wait. He said, wait. And he said, have you seen, you haven't seen each other's shadows yet. Mm. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know about each other's shadows. I don't actually think that was true. I think we had seen each other's shadows. We, I think we had put them out on the cart table early on. Yes, we had, but not in the way that we, you know, you in a marriage, you have to contend. You know, when you're, you see the shadow when you're dating, you're not, you know. I feel like I saw it. You did. And, and I feel like I saw yours. But, you know, the, the, <laughs> I, I guess the, the point was, the point, the point is, if, if I, th this is called discernment 
and it's very difficult, especially when you add to it there, that there are legitimate predatory fucks out there yeah. who have learned how to camouflage themselves, disguising themselves like the, the like reading. I've been with chameleons, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like yeah. they turn into yeah. that they they somehow intuitively know what you're looking for and, and yep. temporarily turn into that, and you know I think like. So there's something you have to look out for. I there. think the best advice like to women in LA are dating. I feel like just go on about your life, like have a great time, you know, buy those fun outfits yes. and have some great <laughs> friends and go out with your friends yeah. and like live and, your life. And go and out. Have fun. Like yeah. go out yeah. with your friends. And yeah. I feel like that's when like everything's like falls into place and happens and like less on those apps and less on those like i feel like you know just just do what you want to do what you like to do and yeah it come to you sort of yeah like meet people like organically and through like your social life i think it's the best yeah and and yeah in the meantime date us (laughs) yeah there we go yeah there we go perfect Set up that OK Cupid profile. I'm whatever. just kidding, but yeah, I, what she said is his it. Instagram is. Yeah. Oh, D- DMs are open. <laughs> yeah, oh, DMs are open, but it's like we're we're like trying to sell a house and move right now. But yeah, slide into our DMs. Why not? But it's it's yeah, but. Yeah, where, slide into our DMs. Where can but, people follow you slash DM you? Of, yeah. uh, our website is redflags.com. <laughs> <laughs> Two red, red flags. Um, uh, yeah, I'm at Duck at Trussell on all yeah. my socials. Yeah. I don't sh- have socials. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, for the that I share publicly. She's very yeah. private. She, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you could all obviously follow Duncan at Duncan Trussell and listen to his podcast, the Duncan Trussell Family yeah. Hour. Yes, please do. Yes. Love will find you. It will. It yeah. pounces on you and it's too late. By when the you're time not it, expecting yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. the frustrating thing about it. Good luck getting Dun- out away from it. Uh, once you have it. Yeah, once it's once a whole other set of problems. Yeah, Yeah, that's (laughs) That's, right. That's when the problems start is when you get into the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait to hang out when we come back. I know. Me too. (laughs) Um, You guys are so wise and I'm so happy that we are friends. (laughs) Likewise. Thank you. It's it's great. Uh, Thank you for letting us be on your show. And it's nice meeting you. Hopefully we'll see you in person. And I I think you should have a Christmas card soon. A Christmas card? Yeah. I sent you one. Oh, oh my God. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I hope this is all going to stay on the podcast. I really hope. (laughs) We'll keep it. We'll keep it. (laughs) Okay. A lot of work goes into those cards. Yeah. Yeah. I love Christmas cards. We're watching shows and she's just like licking stamps. I lick every single one. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Licked with love. Yeah. God. Uh, Okay. Well, thank you. And we'll we'll see you listeners next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. 
If you liked the episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and or share it with a friend. If you really want to support us, subscribe to our Patreon, where you can access early commercial-free episodes, weekly mini-episodes, and unlock the full back catalog of bonus content. Submit a question or story to our number, 323-435-6919. Special thanks to our producer, Jack, for creating all of the original music. 